Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. Lord, we pray that you speak to us, that we will not leave here the same, but Lord, you will touch us, you will change us, transform us by the power of your word, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, I'm preaching on renewing our minds, renewing our minds, and it's coming from the book of Romans chapter 12. verse 1 and 2. The Bible says that I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? I want to read the New Living Translation as well. The New Living Translation says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, all he, because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. <clears throat> the kind that will... F- he will find acceptable. That is truly the way to worship him. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I felt that that, um, <laughs> that sentence was very powerful, and that's why I highlighted it yellow, and it brings out the message clearly in verse 2. The New Living Translation says, Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, let me just start from the, um, the first slide again. The Bible says that we should not be conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we will prove what is good, perfect. What is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so this passage gives us three levels or three different categories of the will of God. Now he says that when we renew our mind, we'll be able to prove what is good. So there is something that is generally good for everyone. That is the general will of God. That everyone knows that this is good. There is what is also acceptable. So even though that is not the will of God, it is not his perfect will for you, but he will accept it. He will allow it to happen. He will allow you to walk in that place. And there is also what is called the perfect will of God, which is you align with the perfect plan that God has for your life. Unfortunately, most believers walk in the realm of what is good. Because most believers just look around them, see what is happening in other people's life, see what other people term as good, see what other people will accept and expect of them, and they walk in that will. So even though that will is good, it is not perfect. 
And so when we look around us, there are things that even churches are conforming to things in the world or things that the worldly people have seen or have the worldly people enjoy. And we, the church, think that, oh, it is good. It's not evil. And so there might be things that are good, but that is not the perfect will of God. And so as a believer, we are as a, as a child of God, we are always striving to get to the perfect will of God. That is, we are trying to get to the place where our life will bring God the greatest pleasure. And so it is not enough to walk in the realm of good. It is not enough to walk in the realm of acceptable, but we must strive to walk in the perfect will of God. And the greatest of the things that influence the church these days and influence the people of God these days is what happens around us. But when you study the scripture, the scripture expects us to affect our environment and not our environment affect, affecting us. As believers, we are expected to transform our environment. When we ourselves have experienced the transformation, then we can pass that transformation on to our environment. But we are not supposed to allow our environment determine how we act or how we react. That is, our environment is not supposed to influence us, but we are supposed to influence our environment. And so in this scripture, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. It means do not go the way of the world. In the NLT translation, it says do not copy the behavior or customs of the world. And so there might be a behavior and a custom of the world that is not necessarily evil or not necessarily wrong. Like I said, the three different dimensions of God's will. There might be customs and behavior of the world that is good. But that is not the perfect will of God. And so the scripture tells us that do not copy the customs or the behavior of the world. If there's anything that, like I said last week, if anything does not bring bring glory to God, then that is not your place as a child of God. And so the scripture tells us do not copy the customs or the behavior of of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think before we became believers there was a way that we we thought there there was a way that we that there was a pattern that we followed with regards to our thought the bible says that let God transform you into a new person. If God will be able to transform you into a new person, if the newness of life that you have received will be evident to other people that it comes through the renewing of your mind. And so you have to allow God to bring out the new person in you through through the renewing of your mind. What does it mean to repent? To repent means that to have a change of mind. To think differently or to reconsider. That is the Hebrew meaning of repent. Repentance, I'm sorry, that's the Greek meaning of repent. Repentance means that for it means for one to reverse their decision or reversal of your decision. As a child of God, 
we must have a different way of thinking. The way of the way we think should conform to the word of God. Now, if you be, when you become born again, the way you thought about things and the way you think about things now as a child of God, there has to be a different a difference in it because the way you think about things as a child of God must be in the light of the gospel or in the light of the word of God. And so you might have certain feelings and certain desires and certain thoughts about people and about things. But once you become a child of God, you subject those thoughts to the word of God and see if those thoughts are in line with the word of God. And that's why the Bible says that we must renew our minds. Now, the secular world, or the worldly people, will receive us if we don't behave any differently from them. They will gladly open their arms to us if we don't behave differently. Recently, I saw somebody saying that, I'm okay if you want to serve Jesus Christ. But don't tell me about him. Don't put it in my face. Because when you put it in my face, it makes me angry. But the Bible tells us that and as, as a child of God, we might think that what this guy is saying is, is, you might think that it's right. I mean, we don't have to offend people with our faith. But the Bible tells us to reach out to the lost. The Bible tells us to witness about Jesus Christ. He says that, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses. And so your life will be a witness and you must testify as a witness. And so who are you going to obey? Are you going to, to obey a world that fails that you don't have to offend me with your faith by sharing it with me? Or are you going to obey the word of God that expects you to share your faith with unbelievers or people who have not come who, people who have not come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so the world will gladly accept us if we conform and we decide not to think any different and decide not to behave any differently and we decide to just blend in and be like them. The world will gladly accept us. But we must understand that as children of God, as children of the light, we are expected to transform the world through the power of our gospel and through our lifestyles. And so even though the world will resist the gospel, it is not an excuse to give up in sharing the gospel. Even though the world will just accept you and want you to be like them, that is not enough excuse to stop sharing the gospel. And so as a child of God, your thinking changes when you when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that, um, verse 1, And you he has made alive who were dead in trespass and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. It means that before we accepted Jesus Christ, we lived according to the course of this world. What that means is that now that we have accepted Jesus Christ, we are not supposed to live according to the course of this world. So he says that in time past, you once walked according to the course of this world. It means that part of your life is gone. You once did that. You once thought according to the course of this world. You once behaved according to the customs of this world. You once took your behavior pattern was in line with the course of this world, but you received mercy and you received grace, and therefore you have changed course. 
So now that you have changed course, you cannot continue to live according to the pattern of this world. So he says that in in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walk, works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. So before we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we walked according to the course of this world, we were influenced by the prince of the power of the air, the, the same spirit that, has, that is working in the sons of disobedience. The sons of, of, of disobedience are those who have not accepted the gospel. And we also conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath. So everything that the Bible is mentioning here is our past. In the past, we walk according to the course of this world, which means that henceforth, now that we have become believers, we are not supposed to walk according to the course of this world. The Bible says we conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh with regards to our past life. And it means that henceforth, we are not supposed to conduct ourselves in the lust of our flesh. We fulfill the desires of our carnal minds Henceforth, we are not supposed to fulfill the desires of our carnal mind because we have received the grace of God. And so the Bible expects us as children of God to renew our mind. When our mind is renewed, our actions will also be renewed. Renew our mind with the word of God. The Bible tells us that do not be conformed to this world. It's a warning against the world system and popular culture or ungodly patterns and trends. There might be a popular culture that the secular people follow. There might be an ungodly trend or an ungodly pattern that the secular people follow. As children of God, we are not supposed to conform to this world. We are not supposed to follow the popular culture of this world. We are not supposed to follow the ungodly pattern of this world. There might be things that the community or the environment that we live in has accepted. There might be something that a pattern that a culture or the community that we live in has accepted. There might be a trend that the community or the culture we live in has accepted. But we are warned as children of God not to conform to the world. So every culture, every pattern, every trend that we see around us, before we try to involve ourselves in those patterns, in those cultures, in those trends, we have to make sure that we pass it through the test of the world, the word of God. That's the word of God supports this does this bring glory to jesus christ that is the acid test is this going to bring glory to jesus christ if it does not bring glory to jesus christ then we are not supposed to conform to the world we are not supposed to conform to popular cultures even though everybody is doing it it doesn't make it right the fact that majority, if you, if you pay attention to the scripture, you, you, realize, you realize that majority is not always right. If you look in the scriptures, 
majority is not always right. So the fact that a lot of people have accepted it, the fact that a lot of churches has, has accepted it, does not mean that we must tow to that line. It does not mean that we must follow that same pattern. So the Bible warns us as believers, do not be conformed to this world. And if you break that down, when the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, what does it mean? What does it mean to you in your environment? If you want to apply that to your life now, do not be conformed to the world. What does it mean to you? It means that there might be certain things in our world today that we don't have to conform to. The Bible says that but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform there means to change or to be transfigured, to metamorphose. The Bible expects us to be transformed, to change. This, the, the word is used again in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, when the Bible says that, But we all with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being metamorphosed, are being transformed into the same image. So in this... Th- Paul uses this word twice in Romans and in Corinthians. says that as we behold the Lord, we are being transformed into his image. It means that as we have fellowship with him, we are being transformed. And in Romans, it says that we should not be conformed, but we should be transformed by the renewing of of our mind. These two scriptures tell us that when we spend time in the word of God, when we spend time with God, we are transformed into his image. And this is our objective. This is the goal that we all have as children of God, that we reflect the image of Christ. And this comes through spending time with him and studying the word of God. So the Bible says, but be transformed. It means that be changed, be metamorphosed by renewing your mind. This is the opposite of conforming. And the battleground between conforming to the world and being transformed is your mind. If, you are go- if your behavior is going to conform to the customs of this world, it depends on your mind, on the things that you have accepted as normal. If your, word is, if your world is going to be transformed, it also depends on your mind. As a believer, your goal is to be transformed and not to conform. There might be a lot of pressure on you to conform to the world. But you must be tr- transformed. There's a lot, there are a lot of churches these days... Who have been who have conformed to the standards of this world, but we are supposed to transform. And it's so easy to, to identify in scripture what it means to conform and what it means to transform. And it all depends on the renewing of your mind. And so you had an old man who had a certain way of life, a certain pattern, a certain thought. A certain behavior, a certain attitude. Now you are a new man. The Bible tells us that you have received the newness of life. This new man must have an expression. Before this new man can have an expression, you need to be transformed in your mind. You need to change the things that you thought. You need to change the things that you accepted as normal. The desires, the, the things that you will follow, the things that you spend your time on has to change. 
a Christian should not live just based on feelings. There are a lot of people who wake up in a day and say, oh, today I don't feel like going to church. Today I don't feel like it is not enough to live based on your feelings. Because most of the times you find out that your feelings is contrary to the word of God. So if you only move by feelings, you you find yourself in trouble sometimes. And so a Christian must not just live by feelings. You subject your feelings to the word of God. What does the word of God say concerning this feeling? And so just you, it is not enough to walk by feelings. If you're a child of God, you cannot walk by feelings. A secular person, an unbeliever, can walk by their feelings because they do whatever pleases them and whatever they feel like doing. But as a child of God, you subject that feeling to the word of God and sees if the word of God will, will permit you to follow that feeling or if Whatever feeling you have will, bl- will bring glory to Jesus Christ. So, again, Christians should not just seek to please other people. We live in a world today that there is so much pressure on the church and on believers to just do things that please other people, to do things that will make other people accept them. To do things that will make the church look normal, like any institution, like any organization. The church is not like any organization. The church is a spiritual organization, first of all. It is the body of Christ. And so we cannot, we take our instructions from the head. And so we have to follow what Jesus Christ says. And you also being part of the body, you take your instructions from Jesus Christ. And so we, even though we try to um, reach out to our world in so many forms and in so many shapes, if we always try to please other people and to, pre- uh, to please our world, we will miss the mark. We will not be followers of Jesus Christ. And so Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, For do I now persuade men? Or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I will not be a bond servant of Christ. A bond servant of Christ is one who is totally sold out to Christ, is totally living his life to Christ. So he is he has willingly committed his all his whole life to Christ. All of us who call ourselves Christians are in one way or form born servants of Christ. Because out of our own will, we have decided that we are going to serve Jesus Christ. But then if we have decided that we are going to serve Jesus Christ, Paul in his days had pressure from the Jewish people just to be able to conform to them because the Jewish people were saying that the Gentiles needed to follow the Jewish laws before they can be accepted. And Paul had a calling to preach to the Gentiles and to tell them that all they need is the righteousness of Christ that comes through faith in Christ Jesus. And Paul was under pressure, being persecuted, being beaten sometimes just to conform to what the people of his age or the his his the other Jewish teachers were teaching at that time. He was under pressure to conform. But he said that if he, tr- 
he 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 asked a question to the the Galatian people. For now, do I persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I please men, I will not be a bond servant of Christ. And we also as believers have to be careful. Because if we continue to please men, we will not be bond servants of Christ. We will not be serving God, but we'll just be serving men. Even though in serving God, we ought to send, we ought to serve men as well. But who we try to please first is God and then man. And so we don't put pleasing man above pleasing God. Because if you always try to please man, you will not be a faithful servant. You will not be a born servant of Christ. And so working based on your feelings or um, working based on the fact that as long as the other person is pleased with you, then you are okay it is not a sufficient foundation for godly living. If you are going to live as a witness of Christ, if you are going to live as a child of God, then following your feelings and just waiting to please other people will not be enough for you. And so the Bible says we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We allow the scripture to change our thoughts. We allow the scripture to change our minds. We look at things from the light of the scripture. We look at things from the way Christ sees them. Like I said earlier, the world will readily accept us if we don't behave any different. But the truth of the matter is that we are different. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are different. You are not like any other person. The Bible tells us that we are not mere men. And we are not supposed to behave like mere men. As soon as you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, know that you are different. The Bible says you are peculiar. You are special. You are God's own people. And so you are not like any other person. So you don't have to blend in. In fact, we are not called to blend in, but we are called to stand out. The Bible tells us that a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And so when you turn on a light, you don't put it under the table. You don't turn on a lamp or a candle and put it under the table. But when you turn on a candle or a light, you put it on a high place so that it can give light to every. Um, to, to the whole environment. And so when you turn on the light or when you turn on a candle, you put it at a high place. And just like a child of God, you are the light. So you must not be hidden, but your light must show forth and other people must see that light. Our pursuit in this life as children of God is to please God and not to please men. Our first purpose is to please God. And not to please men. We must renew our minds with the word of God. It means that every single day of our lives, we must approach the word of God. We must allow the word of God to judge our thoughts. Whatever we are thinking, whatever we are planning to do, we subject it to the word of God. And see if the word of God will approve of our actions. And so we must renew our thoughts with the word of God. Our thoughts about people must be in line with the word of God. As a child of God, you must not tolerate any thoughts about other people that is not in line with the word of God. Hatred, 
jealousy, envy. All these things are listed in Galatians chapter 5 as the work of the flesh. And these are things that are very dangerous and can destroy us. You, you, you must not tolerate hatred against another person. You must not tolerate jealousy. These things might come naturally to you, but you are a child of God. You must reject them because you are not just a natural person. You are a spiritual person. And so when you see anything or when you hear anything that brings hatred, jealousy, envy into your life, you must reject those things. You must subject your thoughts about things about the culture, about the customs, and you must subject your thought about people to the word of God and see if the word of God will approve those thoughts. Our will and desires must align with the word of God. What you desire, what you want to do, must align with the will of God. It must not just be the custom of this world. You must not just be subjected to the customs of this world. You must not follow a trend because it is popular. In fact, I was preparing when I was preparing this message, I did not have Halloween in mind. But I see that this is a very good message for October. Because I in the course of the week I was listening to a message about grace. And and it, it occurred to me to talk about renewing our mind. Renewing our mind because we might have a mindset in the past, but that mindset must pass through the word of God and must be transformed by the word of God. And so, trust me, I did not have anything in mind. I just obeyed the instruction to teach about renewing our minds um, with the word of God because. I think that it is important that as believers, that our minds reflect what the Word of God says. That our minds will be in line with the Word of God. And finally, I just want to share the scripture that came to me at the end when I was preparing. On Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and a deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings of the earth to the and the kings to the brightness of your rising. If you have time, read the whole passage of Isaiah chapter 60. It talks about the prophetic destiny of the church. And it talks about you. Anything that talks about the church talks about you as well. It says, arise, shine. For your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. So at the time when darkness has covered the earth, that is the time that you are required to shine. As a child of God. At the time where there is gross darkness. Darkness might be sin. Darkness might be ignorance. At the time where there is so much ignorance. That is the time that you as a child of God. And as the church of Christ. Must shine and must reflect the character of Christ. Why? Because the light has come. And the glory of God has risen upon you. You have the glory of God in you. The glory of God is upon your life. And so in the midst of darkness, 
in the midst of ignorance, your light must shine. And deep darkness, when there is deep darkness upon the people, that is when the Lord will arise. It means that even when there is so much ignorance and there is so much sin that is filling this world and people gratifying the desires of their flesh, that is the time that the church must rise up and shine. The Gentiles will come to your light. Gentiles, in this case, will represent unbelievers. When you continue to shine, when you decide that you will not conform to this world, but you rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind, what will happen is that the Gentiles, the unbelievers, will come to your light. The unbelievers will come to you to learn from you. The unbelievers will come. You see, the scripture cannot be broken. And if the scripture tells us that if we continue to let our light shine, then the Gentiles will come to our light. And so if the church will continue to rise up and speak truth, if the church will continue to rise up and not conform, what will happen is that the Gentiles, the unbelievers will be drawn to our light. So we'll be doing ourselves a disservice. We'll be doing the unbelievers around us a disservice if we do not be, if we do not renew our mind and tra- and, and become transformed but we decide to conform to them rather than draw them to our light. So as a child of God, you have a responsibility to draw unbelievers to your light. This scripture cannot be broken, that the Gentiles shall come to your light. It means if you are constant and consistent in following the word of God, the Gentiles will be drawn to your light. So this morning, my simple message to you is that let your mind be renewed. Any thoughts that you have, any action that you take, subject it to the word of God. See if the word of God will approve of those thoughts. See if the word of God will approve of those actions. The NLT tells us, that do not copy the behavior and custom of this world, but be transformed into a new person. So we are not supposed to copy blindly the customs and the behavior of this world, but we must allow the word of God to transform us, to change us into a new person. There might be so many things that are going on around us that we are being forced to to conform and to accept as normal. And so the secular people are putting things on TV because the, the idea is that if you continue to see something, then you will accept it as normal. As they continue to show it to you and to speak about it and to talk about it in your mind, as you continue to hear it and you continue to see it, then you will accept it as normal. But the Bible has warned us that we should not be conformed to the customs of this world, but we should renew our mind with the word of God. It means that anytime we read the word of God, we allow the word of God to change us. Anytime we hear the word of God, we allow the word of God to change us, to transform us. We allow the word of God to bring change in our lives as the word of god continues to change us as the word of god continues to bring change in our lives that is how we become more and more like jesus christ 
And the assurance is that if we continue to let our light shine, if we continue to stand out and let our light shine, the Gentiles will be drawn to our light. The Gentiles will come to our, the kings of this earth will come to our horizon. And so if you're a child of God, decide that you continue to let your light shine. Even if you are the only person in your family, if you are the only person in your community who will still stand for the gospel, the truth is that if you continue to stand for the gospel, either be it in your lifetime or after your lifetime, you will see that men will be drawn to your light because the gospel will have the same results and the same effect in every generation the gospel will prevail over every darkness. And so let's continue to let our light shine. Let's not conform to this world, but let's subject ourselves to change that comes from the gospel. Let's subject ourselves to change that comes from the word of God. In the name of Jesus, shall we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to share your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that our light will shine in our communities. We pray, Lord, that men will come to our light, that Gentiles will come to our light. Unbelievers will see our light shine. Father, we ask for grace not to conform, but the grace to be transformed. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 God bless you so much.